0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings. NRL expansion. There's a bit of chat there about a second team in Victoria. Look, I just wanted to quickly throw it out there. I don't think this is serious. I don't think a second team in Victoria would be a good idea. I think it might just be a bit of a tossed out idea. What do you think, quickly, Smithy?
1: Yeah, no, I reckon it's just been thrown out there just to get a get a gauge on the response. Look, if we're going to expand, it's not going to be down in Victoria. Look, the, the Melbourne Storm—they're celebrating their 25th uh, anniversary this year, Campy, and they're still they're still making ground. Down in Victoria as as a as a premier um, sporting organisation, I know they've had wonderful results over a long period of time. But you know they've just started to gain that traction in a state that that doesn't really recognise rugby league um, on on all different levels. They're starting to build the junior system up around um, the city and and of course around the state. Um, so I think at the moment Victoria, of course, it it wouldn't be the right place to add another team as another we don't want to add a competitor to the Melbourne Storm in the same state. They're already competing against a whole heap of AFL sides, um, which which they all have a um, respectful uh, connection with, with each other. Um, but, you know, I think elsewhere is where we'll be looking for a, a new side in the future. Mate, if the Melbourne
0: Storm can be as dominant as you guys have been for 20 years and we're still only slowly making ways in... Victoria that's right what do you think a new club that can't even make the eights going to do
1: yeah well that, that's right mate like we we need new players of course and we're, we're bringing in a new if you bring in a new team down there then where what are you going to take fans from the Melbourne storm to the new team yeah like w- like where are we going to find that sort of fan base from I, I, yeah look I, I think it's I think it's just been tossed out there to gauge some sort of um response from it but if we're, if we're going elsewhere I think another team in Queensland or Possibly Perth, Adelaide.
0: Now, strugglers and Knights. Kalen Pong are concerned. In 43-12 loss to Eels, the Knights missed 61 tackles. Mm. Ponger also struggled, making 13 tackles, missing 8, and having 2 ineffective tackles. Do you think moving Ponger to 5-8 has been good or bad for the Knights?
1: Oh Well, it certainly hasn't been um, as successful as I guess they, they pictured it to be this season. Um, in 23 i think he's played he's only played like four games kempi so i know that's a little bit out of the rest of the team and the coach's control with um you know the the concussion issues that he's had he's played very little football really over the last you know nearly nearly year like 10 to 12 months i think he i think he's played only a handful of matches um of course last year wasn't wasn't long after the final origin game that um, he played his last match for the for this season. He sat out with the rest of the year. Didn't go on tour with with the Kangaroos. Um, had an early concussion this year, and then he sat out for a long, long time. So, in a way, like I feel, I feel for Kalen Ponga also because you know he's just working his way back into um, the competition and back into the team as well. He, he's he'd be certainly be very rusty, although he's one of the most you know complete players in, in, in the competition as far as his skill base and his understanding of the game. You know, anyone that spends that that length of time away from the sport, it's going to take time to get back into and, and take time to be back to your best as well. So, look, you know, he, he wasn't a lone ranger out there. As you said, you know, the Knights missed 61 tackles. That's just – that's almost unheard of. It's a, it's a very uncommon thing. Um, in in this competition, you know, there's been sort of regular occurrences of sort of mid 30s to 40s, but to to, to miss 61, um, it, it's it's that's that's a that's a day that they they'll want to forget. Do I feel that he's a six? Look, he, he certainly has the attributes to do that. He's he's got great speed. He's got nice hands. He can kick the footy. Um, but I, I think he's he's a one. Mm. That, that's just my opinion. You know, like. I, for me, he's an out-and-out fullback um, in in the NRL.
0: Mate, outside of Latrell and Tommy, in regards to battling Tedesco uh, for like the best fullback in the game, well, mm. really, it's only been Ponga that's had the opportunity to do it. But Ponga's the only player that's come close to outplaying Tedesco in Origin.
1: Yeah, in the big games. In yep. the
0: big in the big games. Now, obviously, as I said, Latrell and Tommy, if they had their opportunity, I'm sure they could do it as well. But when you, when you say that, you go, that's the level this kid can be on at fullback. And that's why I just am quite surprised that we didn't give Ponga enough time. And maybe he's the one that wanted to move to six. So, you know, it's his career. He can do whatever he likes. He is super talented. And I agree with you. He has the attributes to do it. But I just thought, give him at least another two to three years to dominate that full posi- fullback position, you know, yeah. as the best or one of the best. Because a lot of people try to compare it to Darren Lockyer, but they forget – Yeah. Darren Lockyer had already won multiple premierships as a yes. fullback before he yep. became six.
1: Yes, and I think he was um, he was voted the world's best player at fullback as well mm. in that time, Kempy, before he made that transition to to number six. And I think he he made way, of course, because there were younger players coming through. I think Locky was sort of he was coming towards you know in the well, it was com- he was getting into the. The, the latest stages of his career as well. So he slowed down a little bit and then, of course, you have someone turn up at the club like like uh, Carmichael Hunt that ended up playing one um, for the Broncos for a long time when when Lockie transitioned to six. Um, maybe that was part of the move mm. uh, for Kalen to go to six with Lockie Miller um, joining the Newcastle Knights last year and trying to fit them both in the side and thinking that was the best thing for, for the team. Um, but... You know look it's hard it's hard to make a, a like a a reasonable judgment on it all until we see him play a bit more time I believe mm. he hasn't had a real opportunity to 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 settle into this sixth position um, playing 58 at, at the footy club now I, I know they were, they were well off the mark on the weekend but before last weekend, like we'd we'd spoken about the Newcastle Knights over the past you know three or four weeks, Kempi and we, we were both really impressed with the way that they'd been playing their footy. They were playing tough, they were playing gritty, they they had an attitude towards their footy which you know they were they were beginning to become hard to beat or they were challenging you know a lot of the sides that they were playing. But last week it just, they just weren't there for you know whatever reason. You know, we're not part of their club, so we don't know what's going on there. But how much time do you give it? That's the only thing, because you've only got a certain amount of time time per season to get things right um, and to get a game plan and and a team together that that makes everyone as close to their best as possible, mm. which gives your team the best poss- possible chance of winning every week.
0: I will say, in defence of the move to six, and it's just echoing your you know your point. Mm. You know, Darren Lockyer took at least a season to get. Good, not get good, but get comfortable in a six role. He got smashed by the media about his yeah. defence for yeah. at least a season.
1: Yep. Um, well, mate. Well, mate, It's you think about it, right? Like you think about when when you're when a young guy starts out as a fullback and he and he plays that position for let's just say six to eight years, um, maybe even a decade, like like Lockie did, and then all of a sudden you make a, a move where you're playing in the front line. Defending in the front line is such a big change to what you've done, you know, those previous seasons that you've played as a fullback. Mm. Where, yeah, sure, like you've you got to make tackles at fullback. There's, there's there's no doubt about that. But most times you're thinking when fullbacks make tackles, they're cover tackles. So, you, you know, you're sort of tackling people from the side. Um, most times on the trial line, you've got plenty of other players around you to help you. Um, not, not saying that, you know, they can't tackle or they're not, they're not brave enough. You know, I'm certainly not saying that, but it's a whole different technique and a different mindset when you put in the front line where you have to, number one, make decisions because you're defending multiple, uh, ball carriers at the same time. Um, and also when you've got, you know, playing in the halves, you've, you've got back rowers weighing, you know, 105, 110 kilos running straight at you. Mm. And you've got to make a decision, you know, at last minute when they when they, particularly when they receive a short ball from their half at the line, you've got to get your body in a good position to tackle them. Mm. Um, and and really, in, in Kalen's defence, um, you know, on on the weekend it, it it looked like it looked like a player that was a little bit out of touch with the game. Mm. That that's all it was, mm. as in as in he hasn't spent a lot of time on the park. Um, and he was just – he his timing was all off. You could, you could see that. His timing with his defense, you know, trying to take his body to the tackle, it was just all out of whack. Mm. So I'd like to see him on the park. You know, we'd all love to see him on the park. There's no doubt about that. I think just in general we want to see him playing. But to give him a little bit more time to settle into that position because we've seen him play in the middle for Queensland. Yeah. Like well, remember when he – I think it was his first game, wasn't it, for Killed Queensland? It. Like He came on and played in the middle. Yeah. And he was whacking blokes. Yeah, absolutely. so it's not like you can't tackle. So yeah. um, just give him time at that sixth position. I think, mate.
0: I, I think also, you know, we often talk about attacking instinct. Oh, he's just so instinctual on the ball. He just can feel it. He can. He knows when a player's hips has turned out, where their eyes mm-hmm. are. I don't think mm-hmm. defensive te- uh, defensive instinct gets talked about enough. That no, that's right. Instinct of knowing, as you said, when to put your body in front, when not to, when to rely on your inside, your outside. You'd know plenty about it, Smithy.
1: Yeah, no, that, mate. There's a whole there's a whole work of, of things that you need to put time into with with your preparation and particularly your training. You got to spend time in that front defensive line to understand with your decision making, your technique, where to position yourself body wise. Where where you, know, you can almost manipulate ball carriers at time where you want them to run into. Mm. So that's a whole different set of skill that you need to learn, and and really, it takes time to develop those skills and really make them become automatic. So that's what he needs to do. Just spend some time there.
0: We are going to head to a break. After the break, we share our rising stars in the NRL. Thanks to Bailey Ladders.